0: This is Caribbean Power Lunch. It's your boy, Kevin Valley. And tonight is a very special night. Not only is this the first episode, not only am I in the company of some fantastic people, but tomorrow is my birthday! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) So joining me tonight, we have the ever so lovely Camila Evans.
1: Hi! You
0: talking to all our blushing? (laughs) (laughs) man. go Gelder How And our very special guest, a good friend of mine, my boy, my brethren, Alma mater, Mr. Osei Wright Alexis. We're not. <laughs> so, Osei, tell us a little bit about your business. What is it? Incentivize network? Yeah. Well, we registered in 2012. So the business has
2: been around for really 2012, so about five and a half years. The initial intention of the business incentivize network as the name suggests incentivize, it was about motivating staff, motivating employees. That was the initial concept. I mean we've come a long way since then, but how that came about. Well, they pointed them as at the point of was working
0: RBC. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And RBC has a,
0: some top staff.
2: Yeah, yeah, some 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 exceptional people. <laughs> well, the credentials count right? <laughs> Never, never <proof> us, right? <laughs> But no, um I discovered that RBC had this really cool um, employee rewards portal that they didn't use but we had access to but it was all offline it was all paper based and for some reason that portal was only used internationally but i checked it out we had access and like the portal it just seemed very intuitive you know you could go on and you could see all the employees or the co-workers you could publicly recognize them on the system, you could nominate them for awards, etc. So I told myself, this looks like a really good initiative that we could probably do locally. Why isn't there something, a thing, you know, in Trinidad and Tobago? We over a period of a year, so I kind of started just jotting down notes during work. Much to you. This is me. I'm a boss at the time. I'm calling you names though, but... Nika, you
0: know yourself? Nika, we love you. Nika, we love you. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Nika Ruiz Montalvo. I hope I have that last name right, Nika. Yeah, good, man. <laughs> yeah, Nika
2: Buzlan to me, bro. have yeah, So I just kind of jot down notes over time and then decided to listen. I like the concept but like I go hard on paper. And I started just to get took a risk. I had some, some resources of from over the years at the bank. And I spent quite a bit of money with a local developer at the time to develop the platform that was similar. Of course, it couldn't be the same, but very similar. And um, that was the birth of it, you know, Incentivized Network Limited. And that particular portal, I call it Vibe Rewards. It was registered, at Vibe rewards.com. And that was the start.
0: Vibe Rewards. Vibe Rewards. Why Vibe Rewards, man?
2: Caribbean vibes local. Something
0: something catchy,
2: not, not too serious or heavy, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know he's a man who drives vibes.
2: <laughs> well I mean I think I think you were from a journey bank to a city vibes was just on that, just the top of my mind, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. But um so that was the inception. I mean, we had a long journey since then, but um that's how it started. So, I don't know if you, if you, if you want to get into the actual journey or if you Of course, no, of course.
0: Questions. I mean, okay, of course, of course. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about your journey, right? So, we kind of back a little bit. How was your years in RBC? How would you describe those years?
2: RBC, to me, was, on paper, it was a good company. I mean, I had an excellent team. I think those were the most fun working years ever. Mm-hmm. I think people were very jealous with the kind of experiences we had as a team, both in office, in the Cannibal festival We went to many sports days that we conquered, right? But, for me... And this is one of the reasons I kind of realized that entrepreneurship is is just, I, I can't get away from it. For me, I need challenge. I need variety, boy. Like, so for example, me in school, anytime I learn, I, if somebody's is teaching me something, I don't want you to spoon feed me. let give me the basics. What I enjoy is spending the time working it through, figuring it out, beating it up to see if I could figure it out, right? Yeah. And then when I figure it out, I ready to move on. <laughs> I can't stick I can't do the same thing day in, day out, right? But you married, right? Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Cabin Studios wow. podcast world. I'll take that out, of the positive into <laughs> the right and finds how
0: you manage Caribbean Power Lunch.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we can talk about that later on in the podcast. <laughs> maybe like in the next couple of weeks or so. <laughs> if we it lasts how long. But um so the problem with RBC for me was that totally did not provide either those two items or facets or whatever. So at the end of the day, once you, once you figured out the job, there was no challenge again. As an investment analyst at the bank, we just had to kind of update investment opportunities with buy and sell and holes. And you know, it didn't, it didn't change that much. I mean, again, a new piece of news every now and then, uh, you know, you write a report on it, et But the reality is we figured it out. We had models, we had templates. Where's the challenge, right? And then, Where's the dynamism? I mean, every day, what do you have to look forward to? right like, writing reports, you know what I mean? So, I mean, after two months, I was ready to leave that lasted like, probably three and a little bit of years. And after like probably six months in that bank, I was ready to go
0: away. Alright, so let's go back a little bit. So before RBC, you were at JMB. Well,
2: currently J M B formerly
0: inter-commercial bank. I was a
2: commercial Credit officer, relationship officer for commercial relationship officer. So I was the the, the point person for small to medium sized businesses looking for financing from the bank. Mm. Yeah, I was that guy who I had to go out and find them and then facilitate them if they came in off the street. So that was interesting. That was um. You see, in that case, the bank's brand didn't do much. I mean, Bisa is is you know,
0: it's yeah, a Bisa it's, brand. It's a brand.
2: But back then, Intercommission had a very small niche market. And competing against big guns, the RBCs and the Publix, etc. It was very difficult to find good clients. So, you found that after people get blank from X, Y, and Z, they came to A. <laughs> and looking, you know, desperate. So we have, It was a difficult, difficult to weed out, you know, the, the good ones. But it, it was what it was. And while I was there, I got the um, RBC offer.
0: So, yeah, so you mentioned that you are, this is not your first venture into entrepreneurship, right?
2: Right.
0: True to Culture Limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went, <laughs> I, went <on> <laughs> <laughs> I went on
2: LinkedIn. I went on LinkedIn. I went well, on LinkedIn. Let me give you a little background before True to Culture, right? So, i will trying to go back like as far as I can remember. When I was in secondary school, we had a DJ group huh? called um, Sorong Song. Okay. Right. So that was, I think that was the first time I ever tried something like that. I Adventure know. of sorts. Okay. Song. So actually, I went to school prior with Private Ryan, and he, he, <laughs> back then, he was, his DJ group was called Detrimental Songs, right? Right, was right, like right. The right, biggest right. Thing, it were the biggest thing in that era, at least in our circle, just under the jugglers and the radio actors, right? He was exceptionally talented from since secondary school. He was, like, he was, he was really good since then. So he taught a, a good friend of mine, Amunra Bishop, Mumra. He yeah, she tries these things a little soaker now and he does his thing. Yeah. So he taught him how to DJ. Amunra taught me how to DJ. Okay. Right. So I used to go Belmont by Amunra every weekend and we used to spend four hours and stuff and you know, learn to scratch and record you, you know. So then I I mean I learned from my best, right? So I don't know. I didn't learn something. I didn't I know, <laughs> from him though, but it was it was, you know, <laughs> kinda osmosis of or something going on him. So Decided to try and start a sound system group. So, I mean, we, we we had some from St. Mary's and a couple of guys from the area, which is Trinity River And we started around some. Week. That was the first time we really got out there. We went promoting. We, we did a lot of events, small events, you know, we did the school parties, secondary school parties, a couple of weddings, a couple of birthday parties, and it was cool. Getting paid was, was was very rare, but it was a good experience being out there, I think.
0: But you did get paid?
2: That's Occasionally. Okay. Yeah. But I think that was the start because you can't discount, and I always say... Apart from being bored quickly, which I mentioned before, I think another big thing for me is just being brave, like just doing things that you feel like you want to do mm-hmm. and fighting past all the doubts, all the discussion behind in your mind that says you couldn't or you can't or you shouldn't or whatever. And for me to go up in front of, of all these people and like, you know, we're just in George's um, and you go up on stage. And people watching, it it's all about you now, like you on stage. Yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. It's a big deal. It, it seems, it's deal. It seems no. small. Yeah. But it's a big deal, right? That's that, the amount of walls you have to break through to get to that point. I mean, back then I didn't think like that. I was just like, hey, let me do this. I mean, it's like hi, hi. So, so you feel like, like you were cool.
0: braver back then?
2: Not braver, but I think that's where it started in terms of being willing to try something. You know what I mean? So with that, I worked for a year and then I went to university abroad, to Howard University.
0: And Howard what oh, is it? Like, yeah, no? you didn't go are yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you, you say that. Yeah, As <laughs> a Jerry wedding. i <laughs> up to the boy Jared Stevens.
2: <laughs> yeah, You know. At the end of the day, that translated into the experience up there. Because I mean, how what is our? is like you in Washington, DC, right? A lot of West Indians. And up there, I went to the first Caribbean party and the Caribbean Students Association president, who was Jamaican at that time. I just approached him in the party, I was like, yo. I want to spin some music here too, boy. He's like, what? But you took can can't spin nothing, you know, not, not hear about you. I people party this, you know, yeah? I say, yeah, I, I could spin, it, just give me a chance. Give me, give me like 10 minutes in the next party and I'll show you what I could do, right? I didn't work with any music, any CDs, anything at all, right? What? So I literally, the next party was actually like a week after. And I just had like 10 CDs. I, I came up with 10 CDs and I kind of mapped out a plan of how I'm going to play these 10 songs in 10 These are 10 CDs in 10 minutes. Which songs I'll play. I went up there and I remember seeing the president jumping up in the crowd. And, you know, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Up, yeah, <laughs> and, and since then, I mean, that, that that was a brave move. I did it because mm. listen, why not? You know, why not? Exactly, why not? This thing. and literally, I think I played it every single Caribbean Students Association party for my. For, that was there for four years. I was it. My name was DJ Osei. Not very creative, but that led to gigs in the African Students Association parties in American clubs, countless house parties. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, so so that was that was um another kind of big opportunity for me. And then a, co- a group of guys approached me. We wanted to start a promotional company uh-huh. up there to throw events. That was called Basement Knockers. Basement Knockers. Yeah, Basement Knockers. The name is a little crazy, but we started throwing basement parties first. And KNOK was like the initials of the four guys who were um, doing it. So it was knockers. It was, you know, it was what it was. I, I tell you these stories and again nostalgic yes, because... <laughs> I was... I mean, so much ups and downs with that, but that was another interesting thing. And, you know, I always look back on those days too, like... I remember my mom, after the first year, I got a scholarship, but it was partial. and I had to pay for food, books, and fees, right? Mm. And after the first year of having to buy food and books, and I guess we we're paying ticket to come every so often, she never had to spend a cent after that first wow. year. Wow. And and she, she mentioned it to me, like, in the third or fourth year, she's like, you know, as, as a mother... You know, and, and it never dawned upon me until then that that was actually some another big thing. I guess, and you you supporting yourself, yet. Right? I mean, it wasn't full right, but you, you know, your pain, your way you could spend, you could go out, you could hang on. Because each gang DJing was like two, three hundred US, mm-hmm. and then you know, I um, I actually started, I cook a lot too. This is another side note, mm-hmm. and I started to cook and sell food in university. I, I I had a manual email out to people, and it was more money. I, I sell tw- twice a week, made like. Probably forty to 50 meals each day at six or seven dollars a meal, and groceries are very cheap. So again, and again what was the was
0: profit on that? Yeah, so that's
2: cheap. Like, like I, I would, I would make let's say forty by six. That's two forty US. Groceries probably be forty dollars. Wow, you know what I mean it's like real small money again. So you, you're, you're like,
0: you're like a serial entrepreneur.
2: serial oh. entrepreneur as you mentioned it, right? That again ties into being bored and not wanting to do the same thing over. Once the challenge is gone and, and it becomes monotonous for me. I kind of always look in and and that's a good and a bad thing, right? Because
0: I think it's a good thing.
2: It is good to our extent, but at the same time, what happens is that ideas always come, right? You always get random ideas to do different things. And people always come to you with ideas as well, right? But you can't chase every, you can chase every rainbow, whatever. You can't go after every idea. And if you don't, if you're not careful, what you find is that you have a bunch of underdeveloped ideas that's not reaching their full potential. And you're just jumping around the place. So at some point, it's like you say, a magnifying glass focuses the sunlight to be able to burn through something. You need to be able to focus, at least for the period in time when you're building and getting the business off the ground, you need to be able to focus solely, if not majority, on that particular venture and give it what it needs to be, to be given to get to a point. And only when it gets to the point of maturity, I feel like you should leave it. Before, I wasn't doing that. Like like I used to just start and as a matter of fact now i probably have a full of like 15 ideas that have come into my mind i've started to develop different levels like no stop right, right. <laughs> stop just put it down and, and, and finish what you're doing mm-hmm. pay you <laughs> to get and then you have options and pick up something later on you know yes, so yes. that's it i mean it's, it's been an interesting journey but yeah and and regarding your fear entrepreneur thing you mentioned that's actually a calculated goal now before it was just kind of all over the place that's what happens when you keep reassessing yourself. I think you kind of, I kinda realize what it is. I can't stop. I can't fool myself. There are entrepreneurs, there are business people who work in a business, start the business and work in it. And there are entrepreneurs like me who just love the thrill of starting the businesses and love the idea of bringing, you know, useful tools or products or whatever into existence. So I've decided that my goal is to do just that, but with the cautiousness and the thoughtfulness of. Getting each thing I do to a certain point before I discipline, before I start anything else. So that's that's where I'm at right now. It's
0: a I'm just trying to get reorganized. Okay. So with these businesses that you start, is it that your intention is to is to continue operating them, or is it like you want to start them hire an operator? Okay, somebody to operate them and move on to the next idea.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's really the idea, the goal, is to do the, the groundwork, mm-hmm. groundwork, understand the business inside out test its viability, Uh, probably start getting on market going, see if it works in real world, see it going to generate some revenue. And once I'm comfortable, the business can... and be part of that is putting systems and procedures in place so you can then hand it off accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just start something and have all the understandings in your mind and expect somebody to come in and take over. So I've learned that apart from conceptualizing, bringing on a team, Starting marketing and sales, a big part of any business venture you want to do a similar thing with is to spend the time. It's very tedious, but look at every single aspect of that business and, um, kind of, you know, put on paper exactly what you expect or how you expect it to look. And then let, let that be the Bible that you can give anybody that you bring on board to follow. And of course, it's, it's open to modification and improvement, but
0: that's an important thing as well. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's our, that's our I hope to approach it so when you get an idea when you get your ideas you have a system a screening system before you decide okay these are the three out of the 50 I'm going to take action on this is the one I'm going to take action on you have a, a system a discipline now is it just like whatever it is that keeps you up at night
2: good question I would love to say I have a system but
0: but again then I'll be going back to
2: RBC and, and, and analyzing it's a vibe so. <laughs> it's <laughs> a vibe know, I mean it's intuition <laughs> to some degree like uh-huh. and I, think, I think anybody would, would um, attest it the more you do it and the more experiences you get, failing and succeeding, you get a sense more quickly of if something makes sense or could possibly make sense in the future. And if your timing is right, if... Because, I mean, China is a unique marketer, but we have so much challenges in the market for business, young business, new yes. technology-based business especially, mm-hmm. which is where I want to kind of focus. Yeah. So so I think understanding... That, so, for example, that was the biggest challenge with Vibri was, right? It was before its time. Yes, we did have a couple customers come on board. But the reality is that people trusted paper. They didn't trust the internet. They weren't willing to spend. So that's one thing. Internet trusting was one aspect. People didn't
0: sit. You know, it was just certain types of things. So that when you say people, mean, they mean like Caribbean people? Trinidadian people. Trinidadian people. Yeah, we'll talk Trinidad for now. Okay.
2: So that's one challenge. They didn't trust web-based things, electronic-based things. Uh, if you did on paper and it works for us, let's keep it this way. And something like that. Although the benefits were visible, it just wasn't a priority. It wasn't like, you know, we are not trying to be savvy. we may not try, we just want to continue doing things that we have been making a profit. Let's continue, I guess, right? And a second challenge with that was the mindset towards employees. I find that locally, maybe because it is all like a political nature of Trinidad and the way you know the whole thing is set up, but locally, employees aren't that important. The mentality is that if somebody leaves today, we can get somebody to replace them tomorrow. Yep. So that the idea of spending extra money, don't pay you a damn salary. We talking about rewards and recognizing, if you're not happy, pick up and go, and you'll pay any other papers tomorrow. You understand? So, now I couldn't have known this before I started, right? And of course, the mindset internationally is different towards employees. You look at employees as an asset as opposed to a liability. Here, it's a liability. You have to spend money Okay. across there. It's like, you know, if your employee is happy, Happy employees equals happy customers equals productive, pro- business. Pro- productive business, right? So things like that, you have to kind of... You can only learn by burning, right? Those two things I mentioned as an example, right? Mm-hmm. The technology adoption and the
0: mindset towards employees. Can I just challenge the mindset towards employees thing for one second? Okay. So is it that you see this more in like the big business, the big corporations where you see, you know, they have these large, these huge organizational charts... Or do you also see it in like the smaller, let's say, the five to ten person kind of almost family run businesses and stuff? Do you, do you see that that same type of disregard for employees or irrelevance of employees? There's a line item. They just, they just become they like stock in your, in your warehouse.
2: Put in perspective to what I said. My target market was more models, right? because they could okay. easily manage a program. Right. So you're looking at, for me, minimum 250 staff, 200 250 staff to mm-hmm. even target. So that okay. I, I can't answer the question because... You're looking at the big I, I just don't know. I never really approached it. It didn't make sense. From earlier clock areas, it didn't make sense to approach the smaller ones. Because chances are they wouldn't want to spend money on this technology when they could just do it quickly in-house, easily, cheaply. So it, it was geared towards uh, medium to larger enterprises.
1: You seem to have a pattern which is very characteristic of entrepreneurs. They tend to get very excited about a new idea and then it fades away. But do you think that impacts the sustainability of businesses, particularly in Trinidad, where you see a lot of startup companies they pop out of nowhere, like, for example, startup they were supposed to be similar to one of those... Foursquare. Foursquare, right? Yeah. Um They were really, really good. And then I guess it wasn't received well in the market and then they disappeared. But there's opportunity for that to become an export service and I don't think that people explore those things. So do you think that's by nature, entrepreneurs being so hell-bent on that thrill of a new idea and then not being able to sustain it or so probably explore it to see what other challenges exist and how we can grow it in a different way, you think, that also size the industry locally? I'm sure you've
2: heard people say that entrepreneurship is a for the field right? Yeah. Extremely difficult. Extremely difficult emotionally and mm. primarily. And then just everything else early, right? right. <laughs> but, um, try something new and realize that it just isn't working out, right? Mm-hmm. So, to answer your question, I think when you start something like that, something new, something novel, a niche or a brand new idea, in Trinidad especially, the naysaying is extremely low, yes. right? I think those guys lasted long, to be honest with you, because yeah, a lot of people would have not been clear on the vision. They I mean, not even have heard about four squares. Like what they're trying to do. And I think first generally didn't explain themselves properly if for one to adopt the phrase, right? True. You reached a point where, because of what you hear in trend, and because of how loud and how wide-reaching the negativity tends to be, the idea of going to a new market, especially if They've never done it before. I mean it's, it's not answer or Carlo or Mass, you have this thing like a science and have all right. the connections and links and across mm. in the different regions or whatever. Mm. This is a group of guys, young people, probably never, you know, don't know anybody in business in any other countries or islands or whatever. And you are you're telling them that, okay, this I feel miserably in Trinidad. But stick it out. Let's yeah. spend more money and time going into a this new a right? big
1: businesses, start?
2: I don't know, but I feel like you had to get some kind of, at least footing in your home country.
1: Right. And people think they had a footing,
2: to be honest with you. I think, I think they just had a lot of money to start. They had yes. a probably investment they base did. or whatever, and they did a lot of PR. Yeah. But the branding was really good. The was yeah, excellent. The branding was really good. But they just never caught on, right? And they would know, I mean, behind the scenes, behind the branding and the, and the, and the beautiful website and the whatever TV appearances and all that, they would know whether they're making money or not, right? Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what it boils down to, right? Yeah. And, they would know much money they spent as well, right? <laughs> and worse than if you have an investor behind you who looking to see returns, to go back to that investor for more money to, to try and go abroad. Because it costs money, right? One common characteristic with my businesses, except for the first two, was that they were very shoestring, bootstrapped type business. business That's business. the best type. I launched <laughs> the first two businesses. This is Truth or Culture, which you mentioned. I was sort of... A bacon shark store. I remember there. that
0: bacon shark truck. <laughs> We're going to talk I about that.
2: I spent <laughs> obscene amounts of money on those two batches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a long story, but obscene amounts of money. True to culture, I probably made 0.0003% of that back. And Bobby's, bacon shark, I probably made 0. 0.004% of that back, right? Damn. So, I learned the hard way mm-hmm. that unless you have somebody to finance your know, you had to find ways to do it at the lowest cost. And it could just mean choosing ideas that just don't cost much to start hey. or, <laughs> or just being exceptionally creative with your with your everything, you know, from the marketing to the actual product itself to your web development. I mean, this is where I started calling favors. I mean, it's resourcefulness, you I if I could even get into the kind of gymnastics I, I would have had gone through and still go through today to balance my books when I am starting a venture and trying to get it going and all that. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's actually, it's not for the faint of us Yeah, yeah. I'm but... telling you. It have times when nothing making sense. And I mean, it wasn't mentioned tonight, but I have a wife and two kids, right? So, it's not just me and this. My wife is one of the most iPads. patient. <laughs> She's one of the most patient people ever, right? I mean, so many me stories I could tell you and she stick it through, you know? Not many people would, would be able to do that, what she did, right? She continues to do it today. I mean, things are... A little better now than they were. Times gone by, but it's still, it's still, it's still a building. Right, we're still trying to get this thing right. Trying to get the flexibility. That's yeah, we're working towards. Yes. Okay, so let's get to
0: the sexy business now. In events, in events is sexy. In oh, wow. events, sexy. <laughs> That's our first. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, well, in events, um, damn, we like a talking
0: plenty. But... Sofae as a service. Yeah. Well, guest right. management. Corporate clientele, I see tribe endorse you? Well, yeah, something, so. What? I mean,
2: in events, boy. So, in events, didn't start off as in events. In events started off as socialite Caribbean, right? So, a good friend of mine's, a guy called Joel Map. He works full-time, but yeah, he always a guy. He's an ideas man as well. When he came to me with the idea, again, you know, you kind of could smell out the ideas that kind of make sense from inception. So, by the time yeah. he started to tell me about this, I liked it. It wasn't about what events is today currently, but it was very similar. And the whole idea was using RFID technology, which is the kind of swipe and go cards that you have, you know, use for your office spaces and all that.
0: So that's for like near field communications and stuff. Yeah. Similar correct. to what Tribe was trying to initiate the other day.
2: Yeah, that's that's what they, that's actually this the, the exact technology. It comes in different forms, cards, bands, etc. right? Tribe did bands. Okay. We may know them as the proximity cards that that you right, know see right, around. Right right. right, right. So the idea was that marketers, at that point, social media marketing was a big thing. Getting likes yeah. page, getting content generated and all that from users. I mean, it still is, but it was like hyper back then. And, and you got more leverage from the social media sites then. Now I feel like you cut back on certain things and they are trying to get to pay. As the next story. But um the idea is that we could pre-program these cards with users. So users could kind of activate the card with their social media accounts by just logging in on the website and tagging the cards. We had some different ways to do that. And then at an event, with the card or with the band that was activated, it was like the activity passport of sorts. So you could move around the venue. For example, I might be able to swipe my band at the bar, like a station at the bar, and it would say, you know, a social media update would pop up on my my newsfeed saying, you know, hey, I'm here at this event, taking a drink by the bar, good time. We had social media, photo booth, so I could actually swipe at the photo booth, take a picture and immediately goes to my Facebook page. Branded with whatever sponsor event imagery, you know, and several other things. We had live polling, we had point accumulations, like more activity, you did it in points, you could swipe to earn and swipe to redeem. So it's a really nice tool. So that was the idea. And I liked it. I mean, to me, RFID it was cool. It was it was well explained by Joel in terms of how it would work and what it could do. And I, being analysts that I have, <laughs> took quite a bit of time mapping out how it could work and all that. And um, we tried it. We found developers. After quite a bit of searching online, international, we tried, we got plenty of blanks because our market is small, right? Some of these guys only want to do it big players, big events. But we found some guys out in Indonesia who were willing to partner with us. Oh, you found guys in Indonesia to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They spoke okay. uh, so for guys. And we. How did you find them? We just Google the technology, oh, the send, cool. description of the technology. We just looked at everybody internationally who did it and we started to send out emails to them, introducing ourselves. Describing the market and explain how we we could see a partnership. And they responded very professionally and they were very interested. So eventually, we were able to secure sole distributorship for that developer for the product in, in, in the region, which was good. So with that being done, we started to package W marketing materials, etc. And we went to pitch. So we went to, I remember it very clear, we went to First Citizens Bank. Through a contact, which is, you know, you also will contact being the Holy Grail. That is the Holy Grail. Yeah, and, and um, they like the idea. So, so you know what, we will give us a try for our end-of-year function. Right. Function. However, we have another problem that we want to know if this could kind of help us out somehow. It could like it could help us it. <laughs> and the problem was we be expecting probably just around 4,000 guests. And normally, we have lines wrapping around the entire car park and entrance point. And we have like 15 stations with paper, names, Scratching off names, there's no cohesiveness, we don't know who come at the end of the event. They think you think it can help us with that? And we mapped it out and like, yeah, we could definitely do that. We could just program the cards and let them swipe on anyway. in. I mean, this, this is quite easy to do. And that's how in events concept, which is as it currently stands, the primary aspect of it now was born. So we did the social media thing that was cool, but yeah. the biggest win for the client was this paperless entrance point with zero lines that was just they were blown away by. And we realized that that actually is a very nice niche to fill because there are quite a few corporate entities and conferences that have large numbers and have similar problems as, as food citizens have. So we, what we decided to do was market it primarily from that and have a spin-off with the social media as an additional benefit. And since then, that's what we've been doing. Well, just a little side story on that. Joel and I decided to part ways along the way. We had a little difference in opinion on certain things. Mm. And he started
0: his own company doing really? the exact same thing that I was doing, right? Similar so, execution.
2: Similar, yes. Yeah, because I execution. know you
0: your execution team. You, you had I mean, you had a you had a full team when it, when you went to events, you will go to a team of at least, let's say, four or five.
2: Oh no well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, those were I have a pool of staff
0: that mm-hmm.
2: have worked with me very consistently and very well over the years. So I trust them. They trust me. They understand what we do very well. So that I kind of pull on them whenever mm-hmm. I need staff for events. It's not full-time staff. He would have developed his own staff base as well. I don't know much about how he does his business, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What I would say is that we have, for citizens on board, RBC, Republic, Guardian. All right. Business. You know, trust, um, you know, we don't look a tribe with the TIC. To see, I mean, I'm not both saying anything, but just saying that. you the TIC? Yeah! Wow,
0: that's
2: tweets. huge. At the end, you know, we, we still we still very good friends. We have we play cards. We do you know we line. Oh, okay, good, yeah, excellent. So, I mean, I think I, I was I was told by a couple of people who, who were in similar ex, ex, uh, situations. I mean, it's not a black versus Syrian thing, but that's what it was the context in which it was mentioned. So, uh, you know, look at the when you look at the families that run the big businesses up in Trinidad, they compete ferociously on the forefront the business side. But then they sit down and they take the drink and they mm-hmm. have the thing, like, they, 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 you know, there's no animosity. Not because we're in business and we compete, means we can't that's have a relationship. Politics, too. Yeah, yeah. It exactly. To, you yeah. Know, exactly. It just makes, makes sense. So. We're, and, but what you find us on, on our side is the opposite of proteins, yeah. right? People fall out bitter over. When
0: you say outside, you mean
2: the black black, black side, the black
0: entrepreneurs. Yeah, not sure how. Um, this but yeah, for, this, for, this yeah. podcast, I'm sorry, yeah. this podcast is about uh, featuring black owned businesses.
2: Uh, is. It, 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 it is. It is what it is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have a lot of pettiness that goes on, and I mean, it's a whole different discussion. But yeah, but, yeah. but you know, that's one thing that I'm glad at least we can say that we didn't, because it started off very kind of bitter. But I think both of us realize that the friendship that we because it was a partner of mine, right? Right. It was actually more important than the businesses. You know, those things come, they go, yeah, you make money, you lose money, but uh, the quite true with the friendship. So we still do our thing, you know, and that's that's good. But um we don't talk much about business to be honest with you. I yeah. mean, I, I have no idea where he's at right now with the businesses. Okay. Yeah. You know, so we leave got there. Okay. But um of course great experience. I mean, he kinda it and that's that's the thing, you know, to me that's the Best part about what I do on a day-to-day basis, every single day, every experience, literally, is a lesson learned for me. Like, I don't know what program in school or online learning I could get <laughs> this kind of education, but I If I tell you, I mean, as something comes up, it needs to be done. There's no hiring anybody out of the money to do that. Yes. There's no... I mean, at least not yet, right? There's no... Uh, put off or, you know, I'll just... If it doesn't get done, it doesn't, the thing doesn't move forward. Everything is, right? So I've, I've become an expert at so much things, boy. Like, it's really a great learning experience. I mean, for example, database management for these big events. Excel, all these Microsoft tools that you, you use, the formulas, the, the shortcuts, the pivot tables. I mean. I could do those in my eyes closed now, but how I learned. Table tables, right? How I learned them things is literally G-O-O-G-L-E. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I College. I, I learned so much and that's just one aspect, but I mean, interacting with clients, understanding what clients look for, what they like. Customer service is something that goes such a long way. Some people think about business as this kind of mysterious, arrogant, kind of, you know, like um, I'm in business now and I wear suits and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm mysterious. Those are the high-level
0: employees of the business.
2: That's the ones who get it different, right? Business is just having a functional, productive, mutually beneficial relationship with somebody else Mm -hmm. who's in a position to make a decision as to whether they want to bring your business on or not to help their purpose, right? Amen. I have very good relationships, exceptional relationships with every single client that we do business with. I mean, friends, I mean, it's, I mean, it's weird, right? But I would drop in on a client and just chat if from am in the area and you find that because of the relationship, I understand the clients, I understand what they look, expect and want, they, knowing that they feel very comfortable leaving us be because they, they know what they're going to get. Let me give you an example. Sure. Republic Bank, the first event we did with them, they had about probably seven of the staff at the entrance point and they were like, police, jail, like every. Movie made, they were just there watching because <laughs> they didn't know it's Republic Bank, so they're supervising you. Well, not not on paper, but that's exactly what they were doing. They didn't yeah. set out you're going watch, you know, but they were like, you know,
0: <laughs> it's, just it's,
2: just it's buzzing, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I mean, that event was for the high end corporate clients as well as a pannier even they have every kind right? Oh, okay, so it was important for them. It was okay, just, it was still, uh, I don't know, but I guess they decided to try us with that
0: one, like,
2: okay. I mean, uh, we went above and beyond. Like, we, everything was spot on, we, we decorated. The entrance points we had, we also decorated like,
1: too. How
2: we do it is not. We try to make it a little, a little extra, so not decorators and balloons and stuff, but like we do special branding. So you get event right. specific branding or company specific branding for each access point at the entrance, and then we put lights. We have we have them lit, so it looks so when you walk up to an event, it doesn't look like a
1: visibility. Yeah, does not like a regular.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ticketed yeah. fit. You feel like you're walking into something special, and it goes with. Because when you see how much money people spend on the decor and the ambience of the overall event, yeah. Why would you give them a a cocktail table or they call those six foot? Tables. The folding tables. The white table. There's a (laughs) cloth. There's a red (laughs) cloth. No, man, give them some looking, you know, and and they appreciate that. So, from that right up to the staff you brought up, we have uniforms, we have formal uniforms, and we have more related labor uniforms, we have more outdoor events. We interact. I I give my staff a briefing every time. It could be the same staff, the same three events in a month. They're going to get the same briefing, the same warnings, and the same pointers. We are the first thing these people are going to see when they get to these class guys' mm-hmm. events. Have to be always on point. And that's why I cannot do business. But anyway, back to the Republic Bank thing. By the third event, I could not find a Republic Bank staff member All right, to ask a question. <laughs> was, they were inside the event having a tie, right? You know? They were drinking, mean, they were like, I didn't a picture. <laughs> at the end they were so comfortable, you know, and, mm. and that's, that's what I could boast about. I feel good about that. You know that they were willing to... They are willing and have been to give us that full reign on the entrance. But they trust that we're going to...
1: confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Full confidence. Mm-hmm. that goes a long, long yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. You know, so... Definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff to, to look back on and be
0: happy about. But that's so how many events do these per year? How many corporate events?
2: In the heat, eh? You <laughs> it? Yeah, I mean, this this business—the first event we did was December
0: twenty fourteen. Yeah, I remember. I, I worked first, say a couple of times. You know, yeah, I right. can I can attest. that Osei, say when he is ready after the event, he is the boss. We say he makes sure everything is is moving seamless. Uh, Samuel, yeah. He, he didn't let me. Get a, get a little drink and a little party at First Citizen's Christmas party in 2014. I don't know if I let you do that. I think I didn't get my You felt sorry for me? I him. think you told me I into to the bathroom or something. I <laughs> go say well, go know. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, sometimes the clients and them, I mean, when we when we finish, because, I mean, the entrance point kind of closes on a certain point, mm-hmm. sometimes they actually just say, oh, when you Lime or the party number a, a time, you enjoy yeah. the last half or whatever, you know? so, I mean, you know, we try to do it respectfully. Yeah, but um, <laughs>
0: well, I, well, I, I was respectful. <laughs> <laughs> you paid your respect to the bar. <laughs> I paid my respects to the bar. Paid my respects to the staff. You
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, right. So on average, you find that the a corporation, I don't know if it's something you have on the books or what, but four to five events, big events, as in all staff events, tend to be the, the numbers. You have like a sports day, a rally at the end of the year, maybe um. Thanksgiving or prize giving or award ceremony. You know, those type of all staff events. And then in between you may have some smaller events for subsets of the staff, whether it's a kid's function or or manager's uh you know, briefing or whatever it is. So it really depends on the nature of the event. If they do track staff at the event and um the budget for the event. I think budgets are a big thing. Okay. So and we have about recurring, we probably have about maybe six clients that we do. The majority of events are on your basis. So, you know, I think as much as that is good-ish, I think you and I were talking recently, to it where you were
0: saying that the potential
2: for it, there's still a lot of potential for it
0: to grow. Um, yeah, because there's whole a whole other market in terms of just events for, like, like, social events other than corporate events. So all these big parties, like Trinidad is a party event hub. Everybody has a committee. Everybody's showing events. Every weekend, you could find somebody showing an event. That is just go waited wait take for somebody to come and capitalize on. Well, from my perspective,
2: we've explored all these iterations before, right? Right. From my perspective, the real benefit of my software is the data management aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what these companies really want is that large amounts of data can be captured slash managed slash reported on concisely and accurately, right? The thing is, FETs and parties don't give a shit about data. Mm-hmm. They should but they don't. They
0: don't. Because I feel, I feel like once I go to, let's say I go to a C-Zami event, I give them my email address, I buy a ticket, I'm getting emails about both C-Zami events in New York, in Miami, Toronto. They go send Lucia again an email.
2: Well, I mean, so I spoke very broadly. Of course, they are already before thinking.
0: Right. Okay. So I call. I call an exception. So you
2: call an exception. I mean, okay. Bigger average, threat, like I mean, I won't call any names, but we've approached several of the big. Especially for you can, you the Fed you would think, oh, yeah, boys, people would definitely want to be able to do the same thing. Actually, what you mentioned is what we think should be across the board. I mean, right. as a promoter of a Fed, why would you just want to sell tickets? And just have ideas that come, okay, yeah, we get 500 tickets sold. I mean, sure, profit is, is, is your primary motive. Right. Forward thinking, and we spoke about the adaptability to technology. And right, stuff.
0: yeah, local being culture. For, yeah,
2: being forward thinking, one should think that it goes beyond just numbers and money. Because the only way to sustain and to grow, especially with the amount of parties and the amount of competition in our space, is to yeah, get your people on board, find ways to keep them mm, engaged, yeah. reach out to them, have them on call, you know, so get them, I mean, that's why Caesar's Army You would have the kind of following it has and, and some other similar local entities, right? Um,
1: so is that other companies can tap into your database and then leverage that for marketing purposes? So nah, for example, I mean, if you have, uh, if you capture a uh, database for a big fat like Tribe, right, and I say my company, we look at the target, the news markets. And we
2: want to leverage that data space. No. Once we once we collect data for any event, the organization that, owns that is their data. So when I pitch, they're like, oh yeah, well, yeah, we could definitely collect data. How much you're gonna charge us? My price might be twice or three times or even more than that of the ticketers. By time they hear that, hmm. Give up the extra revenue or get data. You know what I mean? They're not thinking. I'll go back to the fellas who are just going to scan these paper tickets and just provide some, some level of something at the entrance, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's an ongoing battle. I mean, I think that, I mean, we can do like, you know, things like loyalty programs and all that as well. So we have a lot of areas to explore. It's also very web based as well. We have Mm -hmm. offline and online options. I can set up an event, set up all the functions or the, or the features for events and actually just give you the links. And you can have your team trained to execute with the same benefits that we offer. So, what I actually want to do as well is to try and take this up the islands, at least to start, and see if I can get that additional market base or something like that going up the islands as well. Because it's very simple. It's not rocket science. Yeah, for sure. It's easy to understand.
0: Very scalable.
2: Very scalable. And and I was telling you that on the
0: phone the other day.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, so that's actually where I'm at now. I mean, recently kind of revamped the website towards that end. And the idea now is just to figure out the best way, because there are options, to enter into some of the key markets we're looking at. It's brand new to me being on a you, I have never done business across the seas, so you know it's, it's been a process of seeking advice to my own research. Take a um, trip. She was like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I've been to the islands. That's not really my setup. Business, off, right? Go on the beach. How can I sell on the beach? And that's all I know, you know. But um, but yeah. So so that's where we at. But it's it's a work in progress, and that's 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 sometimes you have to be patient. I think that's that's another thing that that you have to learn along the way. It does not move on it. A lot of steps and a lot of research involved when you want to make it moves. But any day when you're ready to shoot, you have to pull the trigger and go. You, know, you, can't, you right. can't keep the um, bloody garden. You, you have know, to go so. from
0: idea to action. Yeah. So it's Follow the hashtag, about. folks. Idea to action. Idea to
2: action. <laughs> <laughs>
0: with, with a few,
2: dots that, that, in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'd be a little smart about it. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I said. Okay. Which, in events, that's a good sustainable model but vibrate was was actually conceptualization of it was all I me mean. the execution was from scratch like from everything was done in marketing i mean i spent i don't know jump but i thought the hardest work i had to do ever was to go around to these retailers on foot walking and ask them awesome, if they want to stop the truth culture series right and sell any whole local music and like so I, I spent months just going driving around train at 0.4 10, Sandy Grant, wow. table Martin, we had locations... You good point. Well, several times, boy. <laughs> negotiating, wow. all kind of thing. What cut they're going to get, signing contracts. That was real weird. Wow. Crazy work. I thought that was the hardest thing i have ever done. But with Vibe was how that works is that the reward items you were offering the staff were actually retailer gift vouchers, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we had to kind of get permission from retailers to list their logo and their vouchers on the website. So if an employee gets points from his employer... He has a nice variety to choose from. And that was one of the biggest selling points because I, as an employee, I'm motivated by what I'm going to get for this reward that they give him, right? And the idea was that cash was going to be used up. By the time I reach home, that cash, you put gas in your car, you're buying some doubles on your road and two, three groceries, and you the cash reward done. He has no memorable experience. So the idea was, don't give them cash. Give them experiences. Give them things that they would be able to do and, and experience so that when they go going through the joys of it, they remember you as the employer being the person responsible for it, right? So, my job was to go to as many local retailers as possible to get them to agree to list their logo and their products on my site. It's free. No risk. But those guys, damn, they don't want to hear nothing about people that like they know. But, like, I, shit, I, I remember, I, on average, I probably call every retailer, on that about 50 times before I get a yes, but, like, yeah, the manager, mm-hmm. in. yeah, be not sure. Yeah, to get to yeah we are okay, yeah. We're meeting next week to discuss it. No answer, no answer, no answer. Yeah, we mean forget it. You know what I mean? And the reality is that with all that, I didn't have a product, right? hmm So that took me about a year and a half to get like 50 retailers. Being a senior show. Now thankfully, we did get some good names. We got Movie Town, we got like Mastery Stores, we got Wonderful World, we got Francis Fashions, Face and Body.
0: Clinics,
2: yeah, for somebody clinics. You know, quite a few broad, good names. You know, which kind of opened the gate with the couple of clients we got. But that took forever to do and was very tedious. And so I said all that to say that although variable was in its current form is not where I wanted it to be when I was conceptualizing it. I think that having those fifty names and having a good understanding of how to promote. I mean, I became an expert in it. I was an HR specialist when I was selling this shit, right? <laughs> I could talk to... I had HR professionals asking
0: advisory. It
2: was <laughs> a finance I major. In, hey, hey, expert in a Okay, I talk about I have documents and documents that I've studied inside out. But anyway, that's the next story. So, so I have a lot of, of that understanding. And I have some good connections with these businesses in terms of permissions. Permission to list. That's all you want. So, what I decided to do was that, okay, you know what? The challenge with this fibre thing was, apart from the lack of understanding and all that and whatever, the process to buy-in was long, confusing, and possibly a little too expensive. You had to get board approval because all your staff had to create accounts and had to get logins right. and had to create a unique website. Thing. Right. It was a little too much. So what I decided to do was, listen, don't just give it up, modify it. So now we're in the process of launching something called a super gift card, where we just have one site. It's free to create accounts. Anybody could create an account and the idea is that we could go onto to the website and quickly and easily purchase a super gift card to send to somebody else. You're going to send it via email or you can download a PDF and print it and deliver it to them. You can personalize it with a greeting card or your own image and your text and all that. And it goes immediately via email and it's very easy to use. You can pay online with credit card or, or you can actually order offline and get them delivered to your account. And you can create an account and store value. So, so it's like a, it's like a small vibe was where you don't have to have all the features, all the bells and whistles, but you can still have your, your managers in your company have accounts and store value. And anybody that does something reward worthy, give them a quick something right there on the spot. That spot effect was is still there, you know. The recognition, we really know to write to them, etc. So, you still have that corporate side, but gift given is possible. And the benefit is that it's very convenient for you to send a gift to you. When you get the super gift card, you can actually deem that on the site for a gift card of similar value to any of the merchants that we
0: have. Okay, and you have about 50 merchants. And I'm, I'm, I've actually been adding. So Camila, you see what happens. You need to start about eight business. Yes. You need to fight. You need to drive point 14. Yeah. For those who don't live in Trinidad, <coughs> point 14 is maybe two and a half hours away. It is yeah. the yeah. other side of Trinidad. It's, it's close to the two. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's close to the two. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we buy the front of the boot. Yeah, <laughs> the
2: yeah, top I, of the boot. I mean, you had a work, boy you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I mean, it's all, it's all work in progress for me but um you had a any book and i can't look at it as work you mm-hmm. not look at this as a labor lover i just doing this because it has to be done to do what i want to do right people like to hire people like why should we hire people for everything i want to do we, we don't need a marketing place we don't need a is you you have two warm bodies here that capable of knocking shit out of. right why you want to hire and have a floor manager and all this shit to spend more money mm-hmm. you know what i mean so Yes, hiring comes when you're ready to hand off the business and you're ready to, to, to you know, move on the next thing. You have your processes, etc. But when you start in a business, first of all, you have to understand the business, and the way you going to understand it is to do it yourself. Exactly. And then again, unless you have a real again investor, we didn't have much money. Are we going to spend a little bit of money on, on things that we could do ourselves? So the look is important, and you and can't shy from that. We had like recent wins we had a couple you know we had Wendy's come on we had Chuck E. Cheese we had well, nice wow. come on, Wendy's so on let me go enjoy join on a platform there me get my little maker on I hope to
0: launch at the
2: end of the month so we try not as
0: many we are looking to wrap up soon folks thank you all for listening I just have one last question for Jose so say, after you left RBCN I guess why do you still build in Vibe Rewards I remade some did some, some stand up comedy <laughs> <laughs> wow. This guy stays busy, folks. This guy stays busy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, why do you get into that, way Why, why, why do you start that shit? Um, uh, I, don't know, I think somebody chained up and say Boy, you're real funny, you like, you can do stuff for real. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying that shit. You what know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, it goes with the with the brave aspect. I mean, I mentioned it being brave really, and trying like... How I try to live now, boy, is that... nobody lot of the experiences I did that did this one night. Right, exactly. I, I, why not, you know what I mean? Since I married, I used to sing. I didn't mm-hmm. remember that I'd Be dance. It was well, be dance. <laughs> I went... I sing three years. I went two with You know, I'm not a singer. I don't have a singing voice, but I did it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and things like that, the comedy, quite a few other things. It was just because... I wasn't good at it. The first even I did two stand-up sets. The first one was okay. The second one was a horrible mess. i shit that. That was... Uh, one of those experiences, you just hope somehow we might butt the head at the and forget it completely. But you know, it was what it was, right?
0: I mean, I bombed out that second time, but I was it was tough working. But I uh, mm-hmm. had a any crowd. Exactly. I remember the heckling and everything, but ever it was tough, yeah. He was just laughing real
2: loud when the joke wasn't even... The yeah. The was even there, any, right? So my comeback to him was... I'm too, boy. It came up. <laughs> uh, boy, crickets and I... <laughs> no kind of creativity. I come back, you know, And I guess not preparing mm. for peckers.
0: But that's a tough environment, though. Because, I mean, yeah, insane. yeah, in this public environment with these young people, you know, people drinking, they don't care about you. You know, it's a tough crowd. And, it, uh, and it's amateur comics, right? But they they, they behave like if it's season comics. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they, they want... Perfection. They yeah, want Kevin Hart and Chris yeah, Rock inside yeah, of
2: yeah, it. You know, crazy. they
0: they're not going easy on you.
2: Yeah, boy. I mean, listen. If I get a chance to do it over, I'll do the same thing because mm-hmm. that was good experience again, boy. Real good. Like,
0: like man of balls. Cut it was good. It was good. But
2: you know, it was. It, it's what it is. It was what it was. It will not be anymore. I've accepted that. Still, kind of make little jokes in my mind. Like, wait, this would be real good if I was still frightened, startup, up, you know. But there not be time for that anymore. Yes, the experiences, but you know, just a different set of experiences. So, we enter, I into a lot of fitness these days. I, I, I'm doing riding, mountain bike riding, and we do a lot of tri- mountain bike riding. Oh, oh sorry. Mountain. Oh, I was, was going <laughs> to let like you talk. Yeah. yeah, trail running, you know, Latin dance, piano lessons. Wow, you everything. Dance. Wow. You don't have a business to build, with? <laughs> I do it all the time, man. You look crazy, boy. Trust me, you know. Some weightlifting, you know, just just keeping busy, keeping healthy boy, and
0: hoping that it all pays off you. have any advice for people sitting <clears> at <throat> home they're in a job. They're proficient at a job, which you will, but they're not <clears throat> fulfilled. They wanna get into entrepreneurship, they wanna work for themselves, they wanna make it happen for themselves, they wanna pursue their dreams. But again, they're probably nervous to do that. They're not as brave as you, right? They're not gonna go and make public speaking album jokes and stuff in zen <laughs> so what advice would have for those people who just kind of in a business ideas in their mind and want to get out there and, and have another in events
2: i would say think about it very critically not from the perspective of what is hip or trendy or what you think is something you should do based on what the tide is but think about the critical perspective of what exactly do you want to get out of doing something like that, right? At the end of the day, to me, a lot of the times it boils down to the day to the experiences and how happy you are with the, day, to the experiences, right? And some people stop at that. So, hey, I don't like this work. The first thing that floods in their mind is that entrepreneurship, you know, everybody is race, we got to get out and then we do one thing and bond this, this business and forget my boss and my and we go, I go and start my business, right? But the reality is that this thing is not for everybody. Now, if you consider and assess yourself and assess your strong points, honestly, assess your, your motivations, honestly, and in the end, I mean, it's very difficult to be objective in a situation, I guess, because it's so trendy, you know, like entrepreneurship and business ownership, is like shit no more, you know? But if in the end, you really realize you have the skill sets, you have the the right motivations, and, and right motivations could be different things to different people, but you alone would know, honestly, mm-hmm. then the only thing left is the bravery to do it, right? First thing is assess your motivations very carefully and ignore the noise out there. It's very difficult, it's a very trying time, very trying period. It demands a lot of multiple skill sets. I mean, we have specialists and technical cracks among us who just good at something like finance or whatever. But the breadth of skill sets that you need to start a business is very... You have to be a jack of all trades wow. most times, right? Yeah. Not everybody fits that category. So be honest, your skill sets on your motivations. And then um, you have to look at your, your current situation. Again, finances is, is exceptionally important. Yes, the reason people stay in the jobs is because they figure they're not stable enough or they have enough resources to do it and they don't want to lose the income. But my thing is, and it might sound kind of crazy, right? But my thing is, I am marketable, right? I have paper qualifications, thankfully, from university, I a degree. But more so, I have skill sets and maybe a personality, maybe just general whatever this that is marketable to employers. So, in my mind, if the worst that is going to happen to me from trying a venture, if the worst is not that I'm going to be on the street in a box begging for scrap or, or, or shitting on myself, mm. totally desolate and out of sorts, then why not try it? Yeah. Any, anything better than that, where you're not, We just totally off the grid, is worth trying for, especially knowing that you are marketable so if it doesn't work out, chances are you could find some type of employment after. But you see, the thing is, so it might sound funny, it has to be all in, in that you have to know for sure is what you want, that the ending is this, nothing else. So even if you leave to start a venture, and it doesn't work, and you have to go back to work. Going back to work is just a means to... It's not the end Because yeah. going back to work should mean you're getting back yourself at a certain point, but you can try again. Right. I'll tell you, I, my van, I have, a, I have a grand guitar. I took that out on a seven-year thing. It was four, and I extended it to seven, testing, making payments anymore. I paid off for that about two months ago. That Kevin, is... that has been the most freeing experience now. <laughs> you notice is you're not making a paycheck every month, guaranteed. Yes. And you have to find money to pay the bank every month, right? Mm. Again, that's nice mind games and all right. yes. of you know, things but just go back to work and just free yourself for this stress.
0: That will get you right back into the system. And that's
2: what I'm saying. So are you willing to not do that? Not, I mean, i say saying you have a car but why are you going to buy a showroom car if you want to start your own business? Yes. How would it make it sense and are you worrying about if you'll be able to pay your bills and your lifestyle? I mean, for me, just to carry to the food, I have cut back on a lot of things, just to make sure things are sustainable. I cook a lot of food, so I can save on the, the exorbitant food prices out there. You know, we don't we don't travel as much as miles, <laughs> 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 you know, much but you know, a lot of things have a lot of areas, but a lot of areas you could cut back on, and just being smart about how you, you do your thing to sustain. There will come a time, once you do it the right way, and luck favours, you know, that, that all these things that you want will be achievable. So... Assess your motivations, assess your bravery. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it as as a side thing, and a quick thing. Like, be sure that there's something you're willing to go to the extra mile for and make the sacrifice required. That's the advice
1: of it.
0: All right, there you have it. That's advice. All right. So, say, people want to reach out to you. People want to reach out to you for coaching. People want to reach out to you to hire you. How can they find you?
2: Well, my office number is 222-9292. My cell phone number is 360 6158. My personal email address is at owrightalexis at gmail. That's o w r i g h t a l e x i s at gmail. You can learn more about INEVENTS by checking out ineventscaribbean.com. Well, vibe is up. Super gift cards is, on, is, is soon to come. you can give me a call if you want to get more information about any of those, those ventures. All right,
0: great. I'll definitely that contact info in the show notes. Great. All right. Well, good stuff, man. We'll see. Kevin, I talk plenty, boy. I talk plenty, boy. I know he's a man who's talking plenty. I yeah. Talk plenty. yeah. I a, oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you get Kevin to come out here, so like, oh, I all in. I man, was glad Camila was able to stay awake.
2: To <laughs> him, yeah. to but just before you wrap up, I just want to say I think it's a real good initiative by Kevin, but I think it's mm-hmm. a, big, a big space, a big need, not just for black businesses, but business on the whole and, and hearing from people who've been through it. On different levels, you know, you want to get the grassroots people like me, you know, starting off. You also want people be, who've been there for yeah. years, who've been shown proven success. I think the black perspective is important because a lot of the huge businesses in Trinidad are not black owned. So therefore, what it is that we're not doing or we, or we haven't been given the opportunity to do, that has to, that has to be a conversation. So you have a good thing going. Um Good format, you know, just keep it going, keep it real. I need support along the way, let me like, you know.
0: Thanks, brother. Camila, thank you again for coming out tonight. and <laughs> yes, in support. So Have a nice female in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: never talk so much, I was <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, podcast will. Cabin Studios, we're out.